Hello guys, and welcome to my new, second new, second podcast. It's, it's a new podcast. Today, we are reading Notebook of Doom. The Rumble of the Coaster Ghost by Troy Cummings. If you're wondering, this is book number nine. I don't know why Noah got this book number nine, but okay. Um, let's go, Red Pea by Jacob Honorado. You know that. Let's begin. Ah, chapter one. The new girl. Alexander Bopp was an expert at two things. Fighting monsters and passing super secret notes in class. And today, he was passing a note about monster fighting. Alexander glanced at his teacher. Dr. Tarlow. She was writing on the board. He passed the note to his two best friends, Rip and Nikki. They sat in the back row. Dr. Tarlow turned around just as the note reached Nikki. Nikki sang into her hoodie. Nikki, dearie, she said with an extra wide smile. Bring me the note, please. Yikes, that Alexander. I'm glad I wrote fruitcake instead of monsters. It'd be a shame for you to miss out on that surprise field trip tomorrow, Nikki, Dr. Tello continued. Please bring me that note. Yeah, Nikki, said Rip, sitting straight. Be a good student like me. Nikki shot Rip a look, then she handed the note to Dr. Tello. All right, class, said Dr. Tello, pocketing the note. Now about that surprise. Tomorrow, we'll be taking a field trip to an amusement park, the students cheered. Woohoo! Ripped out the amusement park on a school day. Knock, knock. A seriously look, a serious-looking woman in a serious-looking suit was at the door. It was the school principal, Mrs. Vanderpants. Dr. Tello, I'm here with your new student, she said. She'll start school tomorrow. A shy-looking girl stepped into a room. Dottie Rogers. Bunny backpack, bunny shirt, bunny socks, bunny shoes. Alexander looked at Rip and Nikki, who were grinning. They'd all met Dottie at summer camp. Welcome to Sturmont Elementary, Dot- Dottie, said Dr. Taylor. You were had to glad you here. Alexander remembered the first day at school. His teacher had called him Salamander, which had become his nickname. Hi, Dottie, said Alexander. Dottie gave Alexander a little wave. Bring Okay, dearies, said Dr. Tello. Give me your permission slips on the way out. Alexander handed in a slip. Alexander Bop has permission to go on the field trip. Helmet size, medium, extra medium if you have it. Allergies, none. Notes. Al loves to read and has a huge imagination. Did you know he was born on a leap day? How cool. Dr. Bop, how's that? Soup's on. Chapter 2. Alexander, Rip, Nikki took the long ray home. They followed a path through the woods that led on an old caboose with the letters SSMP on the side. Super Secret Monster Patrol was what it stood for. The club members were Alexander, the trusty leader. Nikki, brave and smart. And Rip, loud and strong, but mostly loud. The three friends stepped inside SSMP headquarters. A map of... Oh, shit. 
A map on Sturmont hung on one wall near a shelf full of random objects. I'm glad we stopped here, said Alexander. He looked at his backpack with monster fighting gear. Don't forget the notebook, said Rip. Already in here, said Alexander. I never go anywhere without it. He pulled up a beat up from his notebook inside the backpack. SSMP, creepy skull full of monster drawings. Now we'll be ready to fight all kinds of monsters, Alexander said. Nicky coughed. You mean bad monsters, right? Of course, said Alexander. Nicky was actually a good monster called a jampire. Jampires. Like seeing in the dark, eating, eating anything red and juicy. Dislike sunlight. You know, said Rip. Putting his feet on the table, Dr. Taylor was an awesome teacher. Her classroom pet zone is super fun. And now she's letting us ride roller coasters? Yeah, whatever, Nikki said. I think she's kind of... Nikki was interrupted by a voice shouting across the wood. Ow, dinner time! Gotta go, said Alexander, back, scooping up his backpack. See you tomorrow. Alexander ran into the woods to his house. His dad set two steaming bowls of potato, t- tomato soup on the table. Dig in, Al, he said. I'll grab some drinks. While his dad was in the kitchen, Alexander stuck a peek in the notebook. He was so focused on reading it that he missed his mouth with the spoon. Slurp! Spoons splattered everywhere. I have to be more careful, he thought. This notebook is the SSMP's secret weapon. Alexander wiped the pages with his napkin. Bumble Beaver, busy, busy monster. Habitat, old hollow logs. Timber! Bumble Beavers build dams that are a hundred feet tall. Diet, twigs dipped in honey. Behavior, these creatures buzz around the forest smelling flowers and knocking down trees. Warning, if you dodge the bumblebeaver's stinger, you could still get tapped by its tail. Chapter 3, The Squeals on the Bus. The next morning, Alexander's dad dropped Alexander off at the school parking lot. The students were lining up near, um, near a bus. Rip and Nikki were already there, talking to Dottie. Hey, Salamander, said Nikki. We're just telling Dottie about our new school building. It's so fancy, said Dottie. You're lucky, Dottie, said Nikki. We used to go to school in the old hospital. You're double lucky, Alexander added. You get a field trip on your first day, Dottie smiled. You're triple lucky, said Rip, that you're allowed to go, you're allowed to board the bus with that goofy looking backpack. Ooh. Nikki had pinched Rip's arm. Ignore him, Dottie said. I meant, oh, shoot. Ignore him, Dottie, she said. We're glad you're here. Oh, look, she pointed to a tall, white-haired man carrying a big cooler. There's Mr. Horsley. Horsley's a huge weenie, said Rip. He's afraid of everything. Is he the bus driver? Asked Dottie. Yep, said Alexander. He's also the school secretary, nurse, gym teacher, and janitor. Alexander didn't mention that Mr. Horsley was a former member of the SSMP or that 
he seemed to be the only grown-up who could see monsters. Morning, children, said Mr. Horsley. He whistled as he boarded the bus. "'Whoa!' said Nicky. Mrs. "'Mr. Horsley looks so calm today. "'And happy,' said Alexander. Mrs. Horse, "'Mr. Horsley stuck his head out the door. "'All aboard,' he said. "'The park opens in ten minutes.' "'The students climbed onto the bus. "'Dr. Tallow sat in the second row, digging through a purse. "'Rip plopped through the very first seat. "'Let's sit up with Dr. Tallow, guys,' he said. "'Well, good morning, Rip.' said Dr. Taylor. And hello, Xander and Dottie. She rubbed some lotion on her hands. My skin is so dry on warm days. Oh, hello, Nikki. Alexander ripped Dottie, smiled back. Nikki gave a silent nod. Mr. Horsley started the engine. We're off, he yelled as he drove out the parking lot. Rip leaned forward. So does this amusement park have lots of cool rides? Her... He shouted to Mr. Horsley. You bet, said Mr. Horsley. They have a carousel, a haunted house, a roller coaster, you name it. Yahoo, Rip yelled. For the rest of the ride, he bounced in a seat. At last, the bus came to a stop. We are here, Mr. Horsley said. The door slid open. Rip shoved past Alexander and flew down the steps. Blump. He crashed right into a ten-foot-tall orange creature with pointy head and white straps and huge bulging eyes. Chapter 4. Safety Land. Monster! shouted. Rip. Attack! He punched the creature in what he guessed was his guts. Oof! he said the big old creature. Rip, stop! cried Mr. Horsley, pulling Rip back. Everyone else climbed off the bus. Uh, Rip, said Alexander. That's no monster, Rip blinked. It's not? Mr. Horsley turned to the students. Meet, meet Joan, the safety cone. He's the mascot of this amusement park. Fiddly ho, boys and girls, said the googly eyed cone. Welcome to safety land, Rip blinked. Wait, did you say safety land? Yep, said Joan. No wonder Mr. Horsley couldn't wait to come here. Alexander whispered to Rip and Nikki. It's the safest place on earth. The grinning cone wheeled out a cart full of safety gear. Everyone put on your helmets. Dr. Tallow helped them pass helped pass them out. Alexander chipped on a helmet. Then he walked to a big map. Nikki and them Rip joined them. Check it out, he said. Welcome to Safety Land, the safety place, the safest place on earth. And now you can see a big map. I'm going to give you a second. You can pause the podcast right now if you're reading along. And um, yeah, you can just pause right here and look at the map. Okay. Hold on a sec, said, said Rip. Slow teacups, a giant cradle. Is everything in this park safe? You bet, said Joan, skipping up behind them. It's safety first, and second, and third, and oops, top of the mask on costume fell off. The woman inside looked tired and sweaty. Crud, she said. The straps on this thing have kept been slipping. It's like they've been cut some. She waved to Mr. Horsley. Sir, can you give me a hand? Of course, said Mr. Horsley, running over in addition to his helmet. He wore elbow pads, knee pads, and safety vests. Rip turned back the map. Wait, 
he said. How about this roller coaster? That must be a real ride. Huh, said the woman picking up her head. Oh, sorry, the coaster is out of order. We had some track damage. Rip's eyes twitched. His fists shook. His face turned red. Safety land is the worst, he screeched. Alexander frowned. But we're at an amusement park, he thought. But I can tell this will not be an amusing day. Chapter 5. Down for the Count. Fiddly-ho! Follow me, kids. Joan, the safety cone, led Alexander's class on a parade through the park. Alexander noticed that everything in safety land was soft. The handrails were soft. The pretzels were soft. The sidewalk were soft. Soft music even playing in the background. At one point, Mr. Horsley sang along. Go, furs have holes. Goldfish have bold. Hamburger hides in a bun. Life can be swell if you stay in your shell, cause safety's better than fun. Here we are, said Joan, the world's safest haunted house. The parade stopped at a crazy co- cozy co- I meant, <laughs> the parade stopped at a cozy cottage. There were no spider webs, no gravestones, and no boarded up windows. I'll lead the way, yelled Mr. Horsley, adjusting his elbow pads. The door opened without making a creak, and Alexander's class walked inside. The room was well lit, with thick carpeting, padded walls, and it clearly made emergen- and clearly marked emergency exits. Alexander walked between Rip and Nicky. Not exactly spooky, is it? Look, said Mr. Horsley, clapping. Magic, he pointed to a purple curtain covered with strange symbols. Oh, crap. Ta-da! An oddly dressed man stepped through the curtains. He wore a wizard's hat, a tuxedo, and a shiny purple cape. His left arm was in a huge sling. Flump, the curtain fell on the man's head. Oops, sorry, he said. Cheap curtain. He tossed the curtain aside. Alexander noticed a zigzag along one, along one edge. Ahem, said the man. I'm the wonderful, mysterious, amazing Count Chad. He took a little bow. Half a deck of cards fell out of his sleeve. The students giggled. No laughing. Snapped. Count Chad. I'm not a joking magician. I'm a real magician. He wiped his brow but with his handkerchief, but he was tied to four more handkerchiefs. They all became twisted in his hand. Now, Count Chad said, untangling him, watch me pull a rabbit from my hat. Ooh, said Daddy, smiling. The magician reached into his hat and pulled out a half-eaten carrot. Hmm, he said, maybe later. Oh, said Daddy, frowning. Instead, I will predict the future. He wiggled his eyebrows as he pulled out a crystal ball from his cape. The ball began to glow. Count Chad held the ball closer to Alexander as he smoked. I see a boy. A boy who has faced terrible, difficult, monstrous challenges. Alexander looked into the ball. Cloudy shapes danced in the class. But this boy should be aware, continued. Count Chad, the of the dreadful, horrible, unspeakable coaster ghost. Flash. The image in the crystal ball became into focus. Everyone gasped. A skull face with bloodshot eyes stared back at Alexander. Chapter 6. Tea for two. Alexander reached out to touch a crystal ball. 
The spooky eyes followed his finger. <laughs> Hands off, said Count Chad. He jerked his arm away. Elgin noticed an electric cord running from the bottom of the crystal ball. He looked at Nicky and raised an eyebrow. What's that? asked Nicky, pointing. Uh, nothing, said Count Chad. He took back and tripped over the cord. <laughs> he fell to the floor, and the crystal ball fell with him. The ball rolled to a stop on the carpet. Completely dark. An electric crystal bar? Really, said Nicky. Totally lame, said Rip. Alexander could see that the ball is fake, but he could not stop thinking about those creepy eyes. Clumsy me, said Count Chad, getting up to his feet. Now you know how I ended up with this. He He flapped his sling like a chicken wing. Chicken wing. Oh, God, my eyes are itchy. Dr. Taylor shook her head. That's enough magic for a day, she said. Everyone pair up with a park buddy on the way out. Joan, the safety cone, waved the students toward the exit. Dr. Taylor walked right over to Rip. Dearie, she said, I'd like you to be my park buddy for today. Sure, said Rip. Let's try that 100-foot bungee. I love bungee jumps. Said Doctor Taylor. Really, anything stretchy. I'm gonna be petting the zoo. I'm going to the petting zoo. Said Mister Horsley. Who's with me? Me, me. Said Dottie. Maybe there will be bunnies. And there's signs. Alexander gave Nikki a smile. Come on, park buddy, he said. Let's go ride something. Sure, Salamander. She said. Have fun, everyone. Yelled Doctor Taylor. We'll meet at we'll meet at P- Pillow Mountain for lunch. Alexander and Nikki wandered around the park. At least there are no lions, said Alexander. They ended up riding a teacup ride. Alexander and Nikki plopped down in a yellow teacup. Alexander grabbed a little chain to latch the teacup closed. Hey, look, he said. This chain has been snipped. I bet that's the most dangerous thing in safety land. N- Nikki said, rolling her eyes. The teacup started to spin slowly. Wait, Alexander. The straps on Joan's costume and Count Chad's curtain had also been cut. He opened the notebook and I remember reading about a scissor monster in here. Cutterfly. Scissor-headed creature with paper wings. Habitat. Recycling bins. Diet. Coupons, paper dolls, homemade valentines. Fun fact. Baby cutterflies look like safety scissors. Scree! Rusty cutterflies squeak when they flutter. Warning, if a cutterfly tries to dive bomb you, you throw a rock at it. Rock beat scissors. Nikki grabbed the notebook and snapped it shut. No way, Salamander, she said. A snip, a few snip things don't equal a monster. Their teacups circled about slow and steadily. You know, Salamander, I don't think Taylor likes me, said Nikki. Really, said Alexander. Maybe she was upset about the note passing. But, hey, Wheeze, shouted Rip. Clunk, the teacup came to a stop. Rip ran up to them. Dr. Taylor was lagging behind. It turns out that the ride was a hundred-inch bungee. Basically, one rubber band. Or maybe it was used to be a hundred foot... What the... Or maybe 
used to be a hundred foot bungees, said Alexander, thinking out loud. And it got snipped by a monster. Huh? Rip, no. Everything here is just super safe. Maybe not everything, thought Alexander. He checked the sky for fluttering color flies, but the only fluttering thing was a stomach. Chapter 7. Flip the lid. At lunchtime, the students gathered near Pillow Mountain. Dr. Tello counted heads and recounted heads. He frowned. Hmm, he said. Everyone's here but Horsley and Dottie. Maybe Count Chad made maybe Count Chad made them disappear, said Rip in a fake spooky voice. Dr. Tallow chuckled. Well, I'm sure they'll be here soon. Let's start eating. She turned to Nikki. Sweetie, could you pass out the lunches? They're in the cooler. Uh, okay, said Nikki. She walked over to the cooler. Kerflop! The lid snapped in half. Dr. Tallow scowled. What did you do? I, I don't know, Nikki said. The lid would just slice down the middle. Alexander's eyes widened. All right, Nikki, Dr. Taylor said. Have a seat. Nikki grumbled as he sat between Rip and Alexander. Dr. Taylor passed out the lunches. There were many menus stapled to the bags. Oh, mini menu, sorry. Rip chomped a corn chip. I don't have super strength, said Nikki, wetting her upper paper bed. That cooler was already broken. Just like Joan's costume, added Alexander. And Count Chad's curtain. The teacup and the teacup chain. I don't know about that, said Rip. I think you're starting to imagine monsters coming. Because uh, this amusement park is so boring. It's too bad the roller coaster is busted, said Nikki. Alexander sipped his juice. Wait a minute. Maybe a ghost broke into the coaster. Didn't the crystal ball warn us about a coaster ghost? Ha, said Nikki. You mean the fake crystal ball? Good point, said Alexander. But I still saw the spooky eyes in the ball. Oh, gee, Salamander, Rip sorted. First monsters, now ghosts? You're a bigger weenie than Horsley today. Alexander stuck out his blue tongue at Rip, but he kept thinking about those eyes. They seemed so... Real, almost like I've seen them before. Chapter 8, Hide and Go, Eep! After lunch, Alexander's classmates lined up for the barely go-round. Should we give it a go? Alexander asked Rip and Nikki. Forget that baby ride, said Rip. Let's play ring toss. Alexander and Nikki followed Rip to a game booth. Joan and the safety cone stood behind the counter. Rip paid for a dollar of the floppy ring. He tossed the ring. Plink! And landed it on a peg. Fiddleo! Way to go! Said Joan. So what's my prize? Asked Rip. You get to keep the ring! Said Joan. She tossed the ring back to Rip. Rip frowned. I paid a whole dollar for this? Alexander and Nikki laughed as Rip slipped the ring on his wrist. Excuse me, Dr. Taylor stepped in in front of Nikki. She leaned down to talk to Alexander and Rip. You two are such... Sure, responsible students. Could you do me a favor? Sure, Rip. Alexander and Nikki grit her teeth. Alexander saw Nikki grit her teeth. Dr. Taylor lowered her voice. Dottie and Mr. Horsley are still not back yet? Could you run a loop around the park to look for them? 
Uh, Nikki's my park buddy, said Alexander. Couldn't she come with us? Pa- Dr. Tallow paused. Of course, dearie, she said. Okay, guys, let's go, Alexander, said Alexander. We're hitting the petting zoo first, the friends room, past the rides, the game booths, and snack carts. They finally arrived at the petting zoo, a fake ranch filled with giant stuffed animals. I should have known, said Nikki. Real animals would be too dangerous for safety land. Rip tried to pet a cow, but it tipped over. She, she said. He unsnapped his helmet and strapped it to the cow's head. You need this more than I do. <laughs> Eep, shouted a stu- giant stuffed llama. Actually, it wasn't a giant stuffed llama. It was a tall person crouched down behind a llama. Mr. Horsley, said Nicky. Where have you been? I've been hiding, said Mr. Horsley. <laughs> his knee pads made a clack, clack, clack sound as they knocked together. Count Chad was right. The coaster ghost is real. Where's Dottie? asked Rick. I think the ghost got her, cried Mr. Horsley. We were near the roller coaster when we heard a terrible noise. Then I ran. You left Dottie all alone? asked Alexander. Grum. A thunderous rumble ran out across the park. Mr. Horsley jumped into the pouch of a giant kangaroo. Mr. Horsley, said Alexander, head back to Tillow Ma- Pillow Mountain. We'll find Dottie. Mr. Horsley hopped off the fence and ran. Alexander, Rip, and Nikki were on the other way towards the roller coaster. <laughs> Chapter 9. Single dip. They called that a roller coaster, yelled Rip, shaking his head. There was a sign lying on the ground. Nikki picked it up. Look, guys, it, she said, this rope has been snipped. Low, flat track. Well-lit tunnel. One bump. See, Rip, said Alexander. Someone's been cutting all over the park. All right, fine, Salamander, said Rip. But so what? Why, and why cut that rope? Their head's out of order anyway. With or without the sun. Just then, an empty roller coaster car pulled into view and stopped. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Uh, this ride doesn't look out of order, said Nikki. <laughs> Three friends glanced at the control booth, but there was no one there. They stepped up to the coaster. Look what's in front of the seat. Oh, my God. Something fuzzy, said Nikki. In rabbity! Dottie's backpack, cried Alexander. How to get here, asked Nikki. Beats me, said Rip, scratching his head. But there's no way a ghost put it here. Not a ghost, said Alexander. That's it. Those eyes in the crystal ball. They weren't ghost eyes. They belonged to Whirly Wisp. He opened his notebook. Whirly Wisp. Looks like there's a ghost, but it's not. There's no such thing as ghosts. Skull head, red glowing eyes, raggedy body, habitat, dark caves. Grum, a whirly whoosh growl sounds like a rumbling train. Diet, jelly, jellied kid brains served on crackers. Behavior, the whirly whoosh turned in, turns anything it touches to jelly. Warning, this monster will not stop anything to eat your brain. But if you can draw a circle around it, the whirly wisp will fade away. Those eyes do look familiar. Similar. Oh my god, did I act? Similar, said Nikki. We do keep hearing a rumbling sound, added Alexander. So let's wallop this whirly wisp, said Rip, before it turns Dottie into jelly. Vroom! A rumble blast a rumble blasted from the tunnel. 
Come on, the coaster is about to move, said Alexander. He hopped into the car. Rip and Nicky got into the seat behind him. Pshhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhhh
creature twist and jerked. Didn't the notebook say the monster was supposed to disappear as soon as the circle was drawn? Yelled Rip. The creature flopped in place, still making a rumbling sound. Wait a second, said Alexander. He reached to grab the edge of the creature's gown. Salamander, no! Nikki yelled. Chapter 12. All tied up. Woof! Alexander yanked the sheet off the creature. Aha! He said. This morally wisp is a fake. String, pulleys, rubble, skull, lights, loudspeaker, sliced up sheet. We've been tricked, said Rip. But why? asked Nikki. And who would do something like this? added Dottie. <laughs> Alexander turned off the loudspeaker. The tunnel became quiet. Shuff, shuff. Alexander knew, heard new footsteps. Alexander, Rip, Nikki, and Dottie turned around to see an oddly dressed man carrying a lantern. The man had one arm and a huge sling. <laughs> Cow Chad, said Rip. Thank goodness you're here, cried Dottie, smiling. How did you find us? asked Nikki. Cow Chad chugged at his beard. A good magician never reveals his tr- secrets. Can you get us out of here? asked Dottie. Hmm, said Count Chad, stroking his beard. I think I'd rather show you my latest trick. Huh? said Riss. Swish! A lasso of colorful scarf shot from his from the magician's sleeve, winding Alexander's arms to his side. Oof! Alexander fell into the tracks. Presto! said Count Chad. You tumbled right into my trap. The magician smiled at Rip. Nicky and Dottie, the friends took a few snips back. You three, he said, will the audience be my next magic trick? He raised his sling above his head. Crap! Couch Chad, huge sling, burst open, revealing a spiky crab claw. You're the one who's been cutting up all stuff, said Nikki, wide-eyed. You got it, the crab said the crab creature. Snip, snip, snip. Count Chad's claw sliced off his cape. Then he yanked his fake beard and tossed it aside. Ta-da, he said. I'm the wonderful, mysterious, amazing Crabradabra. Cabradabra. That's, that's, that's a nice pun. Cabra-cadabra. Alexander squirmed. The monster leaned, leaned down to pat his head. Alexander Bop, I knew you'd you'd follow my fake monster clues. Dottie gave Alexander a strange look. This guy knows you, she said. I don't know, Alexander said. The crab creature laughed. Every monster knows the super secret monster patrol. He said, we've been trying to stop the SSMP since forever. And finally... Focus, focus, I've trapped the leader. Rip took a baby step toward Alexander. Quick, quick, the creature pointed toward his claws at Alexander. <laughs> you, the boy who tied up on the tracks, you'll help me with the old saw the boy in a half trick. <laughs> what? No, cried Nikki. I could use a claw as a saw. But the monster continued, but cutting you in half with this roller coaster would be way more fun. The cabracadabra scuttled over to his panel near the service tunnel. It's showtime, he said. He pressed go. Rip rushed over to Alexander and began the Yankee on stars. Rip, hurry, yelled Alexander. He could feel the rumble of the cold metal tracks as the coaster rolled closer. 
chapter 13. Dead end. Alexander flopped around like a trout, but he couldn't get off the tracks. His arms were bound tight, and the coaster car was inching toward him. Run forward, Alexander shouted to his friends. Not without you, said Nikki. Rip, Dottie, let's lift him onto the, into the coaster. This ought to be good, said the cabra-cadabra, smiling. He propped himself up to on fake boulder to watch. <laughs> With a grunt, Rip, Nikki, and Dottie hoisted Alexander up to the edge of the moving car. And noof! Dumped him in. They jumped. Then they jumped in too. So long, pinch your brain," said Rip. "You'll never catch us now." The car coasted ahead at one mile per hour. Far harder, the monster laughed. "Thanks for saving me, Alexander." "Don't thank us yet," said Nikki. "We're not exactly making a speedy getaway." The cabra-cadabra scuttled past the car above the tunnel exit. Then he opened his claw above a piece of a track. Clink. He clamped down, sniffing the metal like cardboard. <laughs> Dead end, the monster, said the monster. The car ends forward. The big boss was totally right. The monster continued. She knew that she'd stick together to save Alexander instead of running safely. Wait, said Rip. <laughs> you have a boss? Sure, said the cabra The boss monster? She's in charge, and I'll show her I'm all better than the balloon goons, the P-Rex, all those dumb monsters. Better at what? asked Nikki. Better at crushing the SSMP once and for all, said the monster. Finally, Sermont will belong to all of us. Not a chance, said Alexander. He wiggled around to try to see where his alcohol was headed. It was coasting straight for the broken tracks, where the giant crab stood, grinning. <laughs> his sharp claws sparkled in the lantern light. <laughs> Chapter 14, On the Wrong Track. Guys, untie me now, shouted Alexander. His arm went numb from the tight scars. Nikki and Dottie reached over and began fiddling with the knots. It's tricky, cried Nikki. The scars are all twisted. Hurry up, yelled Rip, before Count Crab cakes snips us all in half. Alexander watched the tunnel wall roll by. He could hear the click, click. The crab monster claw claw grow louder as they coasted toward the broken end of the track. Then Alexander noted the service tunnel switch. <laughs> Rip! He shouted a ring toss. Huh? said Rip. Alexander nodded to the switch. Oh! Rip pulled the ring off his arm, flung it at the switch. Ding! The switch flipped. <laughs> Kathunk! The tracks were shifted. The coaster veered left. Snip! The monster massive claw was loped off the top of Rip's hair. Rip ran a shaky head across the top of his head. Why'd I give my helmet to a cow? He said. The coaster rolled into the service tunnel. You're not getting away with that easy, said Cabra Cabra Cadabra. Slam! The monster leaped on back to the on the back of the car. <laughs> Suddenly, the track angled down, straight down. Alexander's stomach flipped. Everyone screamed as the coaster raced down at rocket speed now this is a roller coaster rip shouted the monster was holding on tight the coaster roared through the twisting underground passage and thundered around the corner look daylight Nani shouted run it outside whoosh the coaster the coaster blasted out of the tunnel and onto a set of trolley tracks 
The coaster sped along. Rides, games, booths, and snack stands flew past a colorful blur. <sniffs> With a grunt, the cabra-cadabra leaped over of the coaster car. He landed on the track and tucked himself into his shell. The coaster barreled toward him. Hang on, yelled Alexander. <sniffs> Clang! The coaster rammed into the monster's hard shell. <sniffs> the shell stayed put, but the coaster launched high into the sky. <sniffs> Okay, almost done. <sighs> Chapter 15, Secret Weapon. Ah, the heavy coaster car flew through the air over the rockabye cradle ride, plump, and bounced on a giant white cushion. Alexander opened his eyes. His arms were still tied, but at least he was alive. Hey, soft landing, he said. I never thought I'd say this, Rip said, but I'm glad we're at safety land. Nikki looked around. But where did the monster go? I'm out of here, said Dottie. She ran and hid behind the cotton candy cart. Rip pulled Alexander to his feet. Let's finally get you untied, Salamander, before... Scritchy, scritchy, scratch! The crab creature skittered into view. All right, kids. Chop, chop, he said. Run, said Nikki. The SSMP ran to the nearest ride, the teacups. <laughs> Rip and Nikki dove into a pink teacup. Alexander flopped into a yellow one. They all down ducked to hide. They all ducked down to hide. The cabra cadabra stepped onto the ride. His massive shell brushed against the ride's control. The teacups began to spin around slowly. Oh goody! The monster shouted. A game! He swung his claw down hard, shattering the pul- purple key cup. Nobody there," said the cabra cadabra. "I'll try again." The monster snatched another teapot. Teacup. There were only two left. Alexander peeked over the burner's cup, and the monster held his claw high above Rip and Nikki's cup. <laughs> Alexander popped up and shouted, Stop! Don't hurt them! Take me! But leave my friends alone! How about we make a deal? asked the monster. Hand over your secret weapon, and I'll let you all go! Secret weapon? said Alexander. <laughs> the monster rolled his beady eyes. You know, the notebook! The boss monster wants to bring it to her. The SSMP will no longer have the upper claw. I mean, hand. Um, huh? The monsters know about the notebook? Saw Alexander. Hand it over now! Yelled the crab. Alexander saw Rip and Nikki peeking out of the teacup. They shook their heads no. The rat cabra cadabra raised his claw higher. Alexander wobbled out of his cup. You win! The monster lowered his claw. Good move, kid, he said. I'll cut your arms free so you can hand over the notebook. Snip! The claw shredded the scars. Alexander shook... The thumbness from his arms. Then he opened his backpack, pulled out his notebook, and handed it to the monster. <laughs> Chapter 16. Get cracking. <laughs> the notebook's finally mine, said the monster. I am as good a monster as I am magician. Oh, please, said Nikki, shouted from a teacup. You're a terrible magician. <laughs> the cabra-cadabra's face began stop sign red. Oh, yeah, he said. He tucked the notebook under his arms. Then he reached into his hat and pulled out a squirming bunny. Watch me make this rabbit disappear, said the monster. He let the bunny and opened his giant claw. <laughs> no, shouted Daddy, popping up from her hiding spot. Don't you dare hurt that bunny. She ran over to the teacup coals and said the lever to safe to fun. <laughs> the teacup game began to spin. The notebook flew out from the monster's arm. Alexander caught it before falling into a pile of teacup parts. Rip and Nikki f- ducked down in their cup as the teacups spun faster and faster. Yikes! cried the monster. He dropped the bunny and quickly tucked himself into his shell. <laughs> the cups rattled on the saucers. Whoop! 
So the crab shell spun like a top. It spun off the ride and down the sidewalk. Dottie smiled as she turned off the ride. <laughs> Alexander ripped Nick and Nikki stumbled to the sidewalk. Dizzy but happy. That was awesome, rumbled right before falling over. The crab was still spinning in the shell like a infused break dancer. He rolled across the sidewalk, threw a flower bed, and right into the path of Rockabye Cradle. <laughs> Good job, Dottie, he said, Alexander. There's just one thing left to do. He dashed over to the cradle's control and hit go. <laughs> Crunch! The huge cradle rocked forward, shattering the crab's hard shell. The pale, flabby monster shivered without a shell. No, he groaned. That shell was my armor, my home. <laughs> Whoa, said Rip. He's so pale and so squishy, said Nicky. And not at all fluffy, said Dottie. Splish, the creature flopped into a sewer drain. A moment later, Dr. Taylor ran into view, stripping on pieces of shattered glass all over. <sighs> Alexander, she said, what happened? Uh, we found Dottie, uh, said Alexander. Oh, very good, said Dr. Taylor. She took Dottie's hand. Come along, Dottie, let's get you some lunch. Dottie looked back and waved to Alexander, Rip and Nikki. Alexander held a finger to his lips. Shh. Dottie gave Alexander a thumbs up. Alexander, Rip, and Nikki stayed behind. There's no way the Cabra will find that shell that big again, said Rip. Yeah, we cracked this monster, said Nikki. But what about the boss monster he mentioned? Do you think there's one big monster in charge? Alexander frowned. I don't know, he said. But if monsters are after that notebook, we'll need to be more careful than ever. Speaking of careful, said Rip. Why don't we go around the barely go round without your helmet? Asked Nikki. Alexander laughed. We'll get it back from the cow after I update my notebook. Thank you for listening to The Notebook of Doom, Book Nine, The Rumble of the Coaster Ghost. I appreciate you listening. It's been a pleasure reading this by Jacob Honorado, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast. <laughs>